wherever those two things converge where I can get extra large holes, but the lightest ball, that's where I'm at. What you just said makes me so mad, and it almost makes me want to go back and unenjoy the Arkham games <laughs> right. a little bit. Welcome back to the Hard Point, episode number one three. My name is Josh. I go by One Punch Dad online. My name is Cody. I go by Code Roams. And I don't know if you can see. If you can't see, well, welcome. Let the sound of mine and Cody's voices be a uh, an encouragement and a delight to you. If you can see, <laughs> I'm back. One Punch Dad HQ occupied. Yeah, back home, baby. Back where I don't I belong. See a, no hotel in the backdrop. That makes me happy. No, I know it makes you happy. No, uh, probably more than anybody. No ugly ass hotel art on the wall. <laughs> no sheets that are washed with God knows what kind of bottom line oh. detergent. Welcome home, home, buddy. I'm, Welcome home. Hey, it's good to be back, man. It's real good to be back. When I did you, am, uh, you got back yesterday, right? I did, I did. I took off, so, you know, flying out of a really small regional airport to another regional airport. Sure. Um, so right off the jump, you're thinking, like, man, delays are high risk at that point. You know what I mean? Like, regional airports, if the plane <laughs> just isn't looking right, they'll right. delay you one, two hours. <laughs> Uh, and that's, you know, the guy who can fix the problem may or may not be on hand. Uh, but thankfully no delays got off the, off the ground at nine landed about five thirty my time, uh, just in time for dinner. So it was a surprisingly mellow day of flying. Uh, I'm glad for that. Very good. Did your, your kids run to the front door as you step through arms by your side? I'm home. They, that we we kind of we kind of had that in the parking lot. So again, I flew okay. into a regional airport. So I was checking my phone to see when my wife, you know, I was kind of like geolocating her. My bag hadn't come off the assembler the uh, the the line yet. So I was like, well, I'll just walk out in the parking lot because it's right there, small right. airport, right? So I walk out. They're just getting out of the car. So I get almost knocked over with hugs <laughs> uh, and gave gave her a big kiss. And it was it was real. It was a good homecoming moment for sure yeah it was it was it was nice that's got to feel good, good just coming home to a a home full of people that just couldn't be more excited that you're back home it it is good and i you know i've had a lot of time on this trip to kind of introspect my role in my family and my role with my kids and you know you know we've kind of talked about just kind of dissecting my you know you know, being a dad and being sure. who I am professionally, and then this whole added component of, you know, the one punch dad thing is kind of adds a lot of stuff and potentially a lot of space between me just being a good husband and dad, sure. uh, and my kids and my wife. So there are two of my kids and my wife. So um, definitely coming into it with the attitude of of excited to be with them and be here for them first. Um, very, very eager to get back to business as usual as far as being yeah. a dad and just being a family man is concerned. Did y'all do anything fun family? I know you said yesterday you're just going to spend whatever they wanted to do. Do y'all have like a movie night, do something fun like that? or We didn't have a movie night. I, um, you know, I got home. I was, I was pretty, I was pretty knocked out. We did stop. Sure. My wife, God bless her. She called in and ordered us some Korean food, some really good nice. Korean food from a a bomb local spot here that just makes really authentic Korean food. So we grabbed that on our way home, um, ate that. 
and really sat I sat around with my two big kids. We watched they they're on a big YouTube kick right now. They love watching YouTube videos. The most bizarre stuff you've ever seen. Um, I think you've you've seen <laughs> like, what my kids watch on YouTube. You toilet, attest, right? Like, it is, yeah, skibbity toilet <laughs> in that vein, like just the most off the wall, uh, bizarre and frenetic. It's just very like a lot happening very fast, like right. the like repetitious like uh, meme sound effects, just like happening over and over again, like. <laughs> You watch one video that's a God. minute long, you've heard 19 Taco Bell bongs, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, but that's what they like, and I sat and watched that with them, and, you know, gave my, gave my little kids a good, you know, bedtime tuck-in type stuff, and um, didn't do anything crazy. I did something I do want to talk about, and then I want to see how you're doing. I don't want to skip over that, but I, all, I have been, this is something you and I have not talked about. I have been playing Fortnite. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he said, oh, boy. <laughs> wah, wah. My, my brother, I'm having a really, really good time playing okay. Fortnite. You and I had and a little son, a, a short stint. With, we even got a dub together, didn't we? We, we did. We had a little tryst playing, yeah. uh, playing Fortnite. We did get a dub. Um, I will tell you that what it lacks in kind of the tactical realism feel of Warzone it makes up for in being a generally just pleasant experience visually. Sure. It's obviously much more like cartoony. Um, it's not as gritty as Call of Duty, which we right. both love and I still love. <clears throat> uh, but it's kind of nice. It's a much prettier game than Call of Duty. And so it definitely has more of a escape, relaxed vibe when you're sure. playing it. Um, and even in the moments, I actually got two victory. I, I got two dubs last night right. playing solos. Um, and I don't know. So I have it on Xbox. I've been wanting to play it with my kids. So I got, I've got i got a gaming PC recently in the last year. So I downloaded it on that. It actually looks really great. Um, and I played keyboard mouse, which I've never done in wow. my life. And I, and I, I clocked two dubs on my first keyboard mouse. You got a mouse. dub with keyboard mouse. Two times, baby. Wow. Okay. So are you tra- are you are you transitioning to a keyboard mouse I, guy now? I, I really. So the only reason I didn't switch it over is because I couldn't find my uh, USB cable to sync my controller to the right. to the um, to the PC, and I didn't have any batteries laying around. So I was like, well, I don't want to. I don't know. I didn't want to go looking for all that because then I, it's you know ADHD. I'll just get distracted more sure. time anyway. So I was like, let's tough it out. Let's see how hard it actually is. It actually isn't that bad, but the impulses are definitely like, there are times where I wanted to sprint and I crouched. There are times where <laughs> sure. I wanted to pick something up and I just shot it instead. Uh, <laughs> definitely definitely a little bit of a learning curve. But I will say, if you're going to learn it, don't learn on a Call of Duty, learn on a Fortnite. It's definitely easier on okay. a Fortnite. I was going to sure. ask how, what you think it would be like for Call of Duty, like, is that? Do you think you could jump right into Call of Duty now and and do keyboard mouse, or is there is that tougher? I I think it just depends on how some of the you know. So like in Fortnite, you have your little boxes that uh, you know your little five box inventory, right? And if you want to throw something, you just kind of wheel over with your scroll wheel, select that, and click to throw it. Okay. With Call of Duty, it has a dedicated grenade throwing and a tactical throwing button. So I think I would have to see, and I don't know, I'm playing on a very basic, like, keyboard mouse. Like, this is not any kind of, like, glowing red and yellow type of elite 
RGB setup. gaming. <laughs> this is this is very much like typing your dissertation for college, uh, or you know, like typing up a memo for work. Um, but that said, I, I did I did get two dubs with it. So anyway, I downloaded Fortnite last night. I'm getting the whole family ready to be able to play. I've got multiple screens in here. I'm going to set up so that we can play on the couch, but everyone will have their own screen so we can squat up as a family. Nice. Um, Really, really looking forward to that. I actually think that's going to be a lot of fun. That sounds awesome. I I want to come down and be part of that. Squ- squ- <laughs> yeah. Squat up. How about this next weekend, dude? I think squatting up in person would be real. Like that. That kind of harkens back to the old school gaming days where you'd go to a buddy's house, stay the night, sit on the couch with them, you know, and like you're shoulder yeah. to shoulder all night, like playing split screen or passing the sticks back and forth. I feel like that would give that more kind of just like old school gaming feel, you know, rather than talking really over does, a man. microphone and being remote, which is cool. You know, it allows you to game it is. easier, but I think that'd be pretty sweet. It is. Yeah. And, you know, you and I have been able to stay even before we were doing the podcast. Uh, I don't think we've gamed one time since we started doing this podcast. We got to <laughs> rectify that, man. But when we weren't doing the podcast, that was a very easy way for us as gamers to stay connected yeah. to each other, you know, because we're not co-located. So. I very much value that time. Like I, you know, a lot of great memories just squatting up. But absolutely, yes, being able to not only like do it in a split screen where you're playing like whatever, like a split screen Halo situation, but a a situation where everyone's got their own screen and can yeah. have their own kind of command center. Uh, but you're in the room together. That is a lot of fun. Um, and it that to me harkens back to kind of like the early Halo days where we had. And this is back when we didn't have little tiny, you know, 10-pound monitors. Everyone had to lug around their their 80-pound CRT uh, TV. Right. Um, so it was a cumbersome process, but... It's funny you say I was thinking probably in the last week or so that we haven't gamed in a while. I was thinking about uh, playing some Warzone, playing... What, what was that mode? Was it called DMZ? There was DMZ. DMZ, I think, was kind of their, their Tarkov knockoff. I where, thought that was really uh, fun. Than, we, had a, we had a fun time with that. It was there. there yeah, I will definitely say, like, we had a couple, uh, uh, what do you call them, Xfils, where yeah. um, we almost <laughs> didn't make it, and it was pretty. We had a couple where we probably should have made it. I think the first, like, week of us playing that, we had it. The only thing I will say I don't like about Call of Duty is it kind of mandates, hey, you're going to play trios this week, sure. uh, whether there's three of you or not. I don't get so why we they play do that. Games with, I don't know, man. Uh, there's probably an answer, but I certainly don't know it. But anyway, they would run these games where uh, we'd have a squad fill rando join us. And not being able to talk to this person, but maybe they, I don't know, maybe they stack some bodies for us and we're putting in some good work. So we get right to the X fill point. And this guy goes down and we're almost, I think there's one where we're literally right there. Like the helicopter Bro. was here and I was like, I'm going to save him. I'm going to jump no, out and save him. <laughs> no, leave And then ass. I go down. And there, I think the one I'm thinking of, you actually went down trying to get me, and then we blew it. We blew. We lost all our shit. Man, uh, those endings so. were really fun. There were so many X-Fills where, like, because people will wait around the X-Fill site and wait for people yeah, to try, try an X-Fill. Yeah, yeah, and we had that one where they rolled up on us. Man, I don't remember if we got away or if we were just kind of, we were already in the chopper. But we couldn't go anywhere, and they just like sprayed us down inside the chopper. I just remember, like, you I, see yeah. a car like rolling up, and you're like, "Oh boy, there's a guy on top of uh, it." You remember yeah. that? 
<laughs> yeah, I do remember that. They Man, just got Leroy Jenkins. I've been itching to play some, whether it's just multiplayer or some Warzone or some DMZ. I feel like you and I are kind of seasonal gamers, and or you know we get really into yeah. it seasonally. And I feel like this is the first season that we haven't played a lot of Call of Duty. Like that's usually a, a staple in the winter for us, and we haven't really played it at all this year. It really is, yeah. We, uh, you know, I think the podcast has, has occupied a lot of time, which is fine. I, I enjoy doing this and Cyberpunk, but actually, <laughs> and Starfield and for a yeah, bit. We, uh, oh yeah, R.I.P. Um, I have actually been uh, collectively kind of thinking about reducing my video game time, at least on the like Cyberpunk story mode side of the house. Um, I downloaded a program called Blender, which is free. Um, because I am um, thinking about getting into some uh, some 3D modeling, some 3D animation type stuff. All right. Um, and the learning curve is not nothing. I mean, it's definitely it's it's um, just kind of watching you know TikToks and and tutorials about it. It does look like there is is a learning a learning curve associated with it. But I I'm very interested in that stuff, and that is something that. I think maybe I can utilize a lot of the same kind of uh, 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 centers of my brain that I normally dedicate for problem solving in video games. Mm -hmm. uh, but who knows, man? Maybe a year from now you'll have a nice whooshy uh, <laughs> hardpoint logo coming at you, uh, and maybe that'll be something I make for us. I don't know, you know, nice three D lettering and uh, you know explosions and some shit. So that'd be you can pretty do a cool. Lot with Blender apparently. Have you are you familiar with it? Have you ever seen like? I've heard it. I've seen what it can do. I've never like tried to dip a toe in it or anything like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it's yeah. it's pretty you sweet. Can, you can make some full blown like Toy Story looking shit in Blender. So I don't know. That's probably several years in the game uh, and a lot of patience that I don't have. But your computer uh, will probably to, come yeah. in clutch for that, right? Like you probably need at least a, yeah. a decently powered rig to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have gotta have the GPU uh, ass to support that for sure. But uh, but yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. That's that's something I'm pretty pretty excited about. How are you, man? We talked about me for like 15 minutes. Uh, <laughs> no, what's I'm going uh, on in the wide world of Cody. I'm good. Last night we went to a, a buddy's birthday party, and we went to my favorite restaurant on the planet Earth, which I haven't been in a while. It's called Mashed. Yeah, and dude, oh, we used to okay. go there. I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a B-dubs moment. I was like, yeah, you got uh, to go no. back? <laughs> B-dubs <laughs> would be like maybe a tier below Mashed. I love this restaurant okay. called Mashed. And boy, have I taken you there? Does that sound no, familiar to I've you at all? There. Okay. So no. we would, back in the day, we would go on Sundays for brunch. And you could get a mimosa craft. And they would bring you this. It looked like a, it was like a glass jar. And they would put an entire bottle of champagne in each of these crafts, and then they had different flavors. And so we would go there and drink two, three of those apiece and just get schwacked on a Sunday. They got the best food, <laughs> best brunch, best vibe, best atmosphere. I love Mashed. And nice. I haven't been in a while, and so it was his birthday last night, so we went and ate there. And then we went bowling afterwards, which I also hey. love. Love bowling, yeah. bro. <laughs> Felt like it was my birthday almost. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go to all the places I want. Happy birthday! <laughs> so, are you a, are you a decent fun. bowler? Can you are you a decent bowler? Can you like put the curve on it and all that? I can't put the curve. I I go straight. 
every time. Yeah. My yeah. my strategy is power. Straight, not speed. Like I don't care how fat okay. It's not going down like a little kid's speed, but I don't care about sending it down there. I care about sending it right into the middle of those pins. And so all right. you know, I I, it's kind of weird. I need like a lighter ball with extra large fingers. I have really fat fingers, but I need like a lighter sure. ball. So wherever those two things converge where I can get extra large holes, but the lightest ball, that's where I'm at. And yeah, right down the middle, right down the middle every time. And For sure. yeah, I, For sure. I like it. I got told last night we were going or we were at dinner or whatever. And uh, when he was like, we're going to go bowling afterwards, I was like, fuck yeah, I got all excited. And everybody's like, yeah, this guy <laughs> loves bowling over here. He's good at it. And I'm like, I'm not good at it. I just think it's fun. And I ended up losing by one. Oh, no. So get this. So I, I, I started out terrible. And this girl, yeah. it was actually, it, so it's Ethan. It was his birthday. You know him. I should have said the name oh, okay. there. Yeah. So his girlfriend, yeah. she jumps way out in front. She's winning. I work my way back. I pull ahead. We get to the 10th frame. I go strike, spare, and it was like a one, I think it was a 150 on the dot. She ends with three strikes in a row. Fucking turkey. Ah, she turkey. <laughs> turkey, dude. 151. <laughs> like, put her one ahead of me. And I'm like, are you oh my God. kidding? Yeah, I know. I was pretty upset. Wow. I'm not going to lie. I hate losing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're like uh, me, man. Like I got, I got no like. I've tried to put the curve on it, man. I can't get the accuracy down, so I just go full power, send it right down Main Street. Yeah. Um, I feel like when it works, that's a good strat. But when it doesn't work, you <laughs> maybe knock down two pins. It's all about the follow through. When I started getting yeah. getting hot last night, you got to follow all the way through. It's all about the fall. You, re- you really, you really do. Like you, you should, you should look like Atlas holding his planet uh, when you're done. When you're done with that. Yeah. Technique. So that was fun. I had a lot of fun last night. Woke up. Um, we're going to a show tonight, which is kind of weird because it's Sunday. We typically don't do that. Yeah. But it's an what artist. Kind of show we talking? So it's an artist that me and my wife kind of bonded over. I've known about him for a while. Um, I believe I showed him to her. And his name is Oliver Tree. Does that ring a bell? Oh, I am familiar with Oliver. You're going to see Oliver Tree, huh? We're going to see Oliver Tree tonight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he's got... (laughs) Yeah, that guy. (laughs) He's got just some, some, like, boppy, you know, I don't know, just kind of some cool music, so... A little boppy. He, I will say, like, he goes through, like, different weird, very bizarre costume eras. Um, I very clearly remember his like cowboy get up where he had yeah. like the blonde mullet and the tiny glasses oh yeah uh, i'm kind of interested to see what uh what costume era he's in right now you'll have to report back I'll, I'll take a video i'll let you know i'm pretty excited she asked me you know whatever like it's sunday night i'm usually chilling on a sunday night but you know she's you know, we're pregnant. These nights are running out. We're not going to be able to do this for much longer. You know, so I'm like, all right, it's true. Now with the yeah, and, and there's no act- football tonight, so no football. Um, and we're actually going back to at Southside. It's where we saw Carnifex. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Same place, huh? Yeah, same place. They have like multiple rooms in there, so we might be in a different like a different whatever within yeah. that building, but it's at that place. So 
that should be pretty cool. I'll okay. send you a video um, and you know let you know how he comes out. I think he'll do a really weird show. I've known about him forever. So there's this DJ named Getter that I loved. Want to have my little yeah. rave phase. He was my favorite DJ. And he'd post these yeah. vlogs. And him and Oliver Tree were roommates like a long time ago. I think they went to high school together. So before Oliver Tree was like anybody, he was in these vlogs. And he was just this weird, weird fucking guy that, you know, I was like, I don't know. He just kind of was a mainstay in those videos. And then he just ended up, I don't know. I don't want to say blown up. He's definitely not mainstream, but he's kind of made it out of the underground. So somewhere in the middle. Sure. So we got that going on. Um, and the only other thing I wanted to mention, we're watching a show right now. Okay. And I wanted to see if you're familiar at all. We're watching Fargo. What do you know uh, about Fargo? I, I So I have seen, I think, the first two seasons of Fargo. I, I don't know why, but I never watched anything after that. But I will say I loved the first right. season of Fargo is goaded. It's unmatched. Okay. Uh, okay. Billy I'm glad. Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> is tremendous in season one of Fargo. Dude, I'm so glad that you've watched it. And you okay. So each season is completely independent. It's kind of like True Detective. Right. It's, is that an right, anthology? Right, right, is that right. what that's called? Anthology series. So yeah, yeah. Season five just came out. I don't know what Fargo is. I've never heard of it. I've heard t- people talk about it, but season five just dropped. So we started with five. It's got John Hamm in it. It was great. Okay. Loved it. I was like, wow, this is really, really, really good. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go back and start season one since it doesn't really matter the order. Um, and everything that I read for the most part, people said season one or two were the best. They're all great, but one and two are like the best yeah. ones. And it had Billy yeah. Bob Thornton. So I started it a few days ago. We're like halfway through. I can't get enough of the show, dude. It is so good it's so good it's it's really good man and he that first season especially because like it's for one like each season is like sneaky packed with tons of celebrities like i'm trying to think back to season one dude it's got bob odenkirk yeah yeah he's just chilling there and then you've got uh uh the dude from the hobbit i can't remember his name right off the top of my head uh, the dude who plays Bilbo in like the Hobbit or yeah, Bilbo okay. in, uh, the Hobbit movies. Um, he's done a ton of other stuff too, but that's what I know him from. Um, and then Billy Bob Thornton, of course, yeah. I'm trying to think of who else. Yeah. Bob, Bob Oden, uh, Bob, uh, you know, Saul Goodman. Right. Is in it. Um, who else, man? One There's of the kids, Taylor too. recognized her. It was a girl. She's like, Oh, that's something King, something King last name King. Joey, King, uh, probably Joey King from bullet train. Maybe. Yeah. I was like, um, where do you recognize her from? And she's like, Oh, she's in all kinds of stuff. I was like, Oh yeah. She, yeah. She's, she's quite prominent right now. Um, but even without like, there's even people who are not as famous necessarily in right. Fargo. Everyone, everyone is so like every single character in those shows, even like the clerk at a hotel is extremely interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so is like the really, setting really, like that. Just like the Minnesota, like everyone's got that accent. You know, the setting is just as yeah. much a character as like kind of true detective. Like we talked about just the town and the backdrop and everybody's accent plays just as much of a role in that show as you know, the actual characters and the storyline. I can't wait to see where it goes, dude. It's from, from episode one. I was like, wow, it's, it's oh, good. Yeah. And it, it, 
it reminds me of Barry in that it's got some literally like some LOL parts. I've cackled a few times, but it will also show somebody like getting their throat slit open or like, you know, something really dark and fucked up. Um, yeah. It, it kind of blends that like funny, like comedic, but really, really dark and serious at the same time. I'm really enjoying it. There's, I think part of what makes Fargo kind of terrifying is that it's not happening in some kind of like weird edgelord kind of like mafia back, like kind of backdrop in a right. world like a John Wick world, which like, well, this isn't scary to me because I don't <laughs> occupy this world. Like right. it could be Star Wars for all I know, but it's like normal people experiencing very like traumatic and terrifying things. Yeah. Um, and like, and the fact that most people in the show, most of the time, the main character, especially are not the good guy. Like the thing with Fargo is like the main, whatever the main character or whatever is typically responsible for all the bad (laughs) shit that's happening. And they are repeatedly trying and failing to cover it up or they are trying to like compensate and they just make things worse and worse until everything kind of crescendos at the end. That is kind of the theme of this first season is, you know, something happens and with every effort to cover it up or to make it right, it just, it compounds (laughs) and gets worse and worse and worse. Bless you. (laughs) Double bless you. Excuse me. Thank you. It just gets so complicated and things are so messed up where you're like, how did we even get here? Have you seen uh, the movie? What it's based off of? I I have, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's actually uh, I saw it many years ago before it was even um, kind of put forth as a show. Uh, the the movie the, the show captures the energy of the movie perfectly. Uh, the The movie could absolutely just be broken out into ten episodes. I think. Yeah. Um, I I was kind of curious how they were going to make Fargo into a show. Right, um, but it's it's very much they they nailed it. I'm gonna watch the movie. I'm gonna go two, three, four, and then probably watch the movie. But I, this show has always been in my peripherals. I've heard people talking about it. I've been aware of it, but I've been very confused by its concept and just what it is. And I've never taken the time to sure. like learn about it. And man, I'm so glad. I feel like I've been missing out. It's some of the greatest television I can remember watching. You'll yeah, and and I'll 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 go quick because we're about to have to take our break. But uh, um, what's crazy about and the movie kind of started this trend where they insist that the events happening in the show actually happened. Yeah, and that's that started with the movie. And I went many years not realizing that Fargo, <laughs> the events of the movie Fargo, were not real. Like I was like, oh yeah, the Fargo murder. Dude, have you well, heard season, about that? Season five gets so outlandish. That I don't like spoilers, yeah. so I don't look anything up till I'm done. But I went that whole season thinking this really happened, and I'm like, "How did I never hear about this? This is wild." Yeah, because every single <laughs> every episode starts with, you know, this is true, whatever. Out of respect for the living, cha- names have been changed. Yeah. Out of respect the for the have dead, been changed. Yep, everything is told exactly as it occurred. And every episode, not just like, you know, first episode. It's every episode starts with that. And yeah, you know, it changes I, the way you per- perceive the show. It really does. Way. It does. That's great. Okay, I'll take a break. Yeah, let's or take a break. I am gonna go get some more coffee real quick. Uh, speaking of Fargo and being kind of like a true detective, 
Um, it's time for a true detective. True <laughs> detective check-in. Holy shit. True detective check-in. Um, Say that five times fast. True detective check-in. True detective check-in. True detective check-in. True detective <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating a Snickers, so now it's... Now all my vocal warm-ups are just going to be for not. <laughs> what do they say? <laughs> what What's the whole commercial? Not feeling yourself or not yourself? Eat a Snickers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Being true a douchebag. <laughs> I just watched... Um, what is it? Sunday? Friday night. My wife, she's a teacher. They had the eighth grade dance. So I had a little free Friday night on my hands. And uh, I chose to watch it, watching the third episode of True Detective. And what you think? it's, I like it. It's, we just talked about I'm watching Fargo at the same time. And Fargo's like, I'm super hyped right. on it. It's all I can think about. It's all I want to watch. I'm liking True Detective. It's not quite giving me those like, uh, I just can't get enough of it vibes. Um, mm. I will, I kind of want to go straight to the ending because what, that guy in the hospital, that's, right? That's like. That's definitely the most like mar- remarkable part of that episode. I think yeah. last week we talked about how, which it is funny that you you mentioned Fargo because like Fargo has a good way of balancing those really upsetting, almost like horror movie vibes of right. like this is terrifying. I would be terrified if this happened to me with humor. And there's a lot of like you said, just throw your head back and laugh moments in right. Fargo. True Detective is all bummer. Yeah, it is all. <laughs> you're not gonna feel there's no moments of levity no all throughout this show it is it is bad thing after depressing conversation after just there's no moments of like ha 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 you know none of that it's bummer after bummer <laughs> zero lightheartedness um, it is dark and it no. is serious yes and because of that I feel like a lot of the episode three just like in two bled together for me to this point where I'm like, I don't know, really know who's who, but the ending of the episode is fucking crazy to behold. So that guy looks wild anyway, like both of his legs amputated, his face looks fucked up. And, you know, before she, you know, that the two uh, detectives came in there and that nurse was trying to sedate him and they were saying, just give us a moment, just give us a moment to talk to him. And he's like convulsing, you know, and whatever. Um, And then a fight breaks out in the room they leave and Officer Navarro kind of hangs back and you can see her. It's it's shooting the front of her and she's facing away from him. And in the background, he just sits up like this and it's kind of yeah. blurred out, but you can see it. And it's like, dude, it gave me chills. Like, it was crazy. And then he starts talking and he said, what did he say to her? I don't even remember. It was something cryptic. Like she's coming or she's awake, you know, kind of like something yeah, like that, yeah, something to yeah. do with that. Um, and I'm like, yeah, it's still trying to figure out if we're dealing with something paranormal, something spiritual. So if it's if somehow they're going to explain all this away with science and fact, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to get a grasp on like where we're at with this whole thing, because I remember I've referenced back to this. It's not really a spoiler, but like season one kind of led you in this direction, you know, and then ultimately, you know, it wasn't necessarily like paranormal, like you may have thought it was. And so I just, I can't tell if this is leading us in a similar direction or, you know, if, if what sets this season apart perhaps is 
oh, this time it actually is something kind of paranormal. Right. I, uh, so, so that moment in the hospital at the end of the episode is definitely, so for anyone who isn't tracking, it's one of the guys in episode two, they find all these guys frozen and perceivably dead in the ice. <laughs> one of them's alive. Um, and they, we mentioned it last week, they whisk him off to the hospital and that's it. Like it never pays off the rest of the episode. <laughs> right. It doesn't pay off in the third episode until the very end. So you effectively go almost two whole episodes and never see this guy. We find him again finally. He's in the hospital, and like Cody said, he's convulsing. He's like awake. He's lucid. And he looks like he got frozen in Alaska yeah. in the ground. He Like he's missing limbs uh, due to frostbite. His eyes are like not even cataract. It's like his eyes are rotted in his head. Yeah. Um. He looks really terrifying. He looks like a living zombie almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's this moment where they go out and there's a riot happening in the lobby of the hospital. I don't really understand. Do you remember why that was happening? Like why people were duking it out in the lobby? It didn't explain. It was so when that other officer with the son, he hired all those like not the the official professional guns when they're looking for that guy, but they're like all the hillbillies that they call them, you know. Right. And it was something to do with that. It didn't explain exactly what was going on out there, but it had something to do with like all those guys, I'm pretty sure. But no, they, they yeah. did not explain what exactly was going on. Yeah, yeah. So that happens, and then uh, the uh, Trooper Navarro stays back and has that really cryptic moment with the guy, who then falls over and dies, if I yeah. remember. Like he, like they do the, the EKG machine, goes beep, 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 and yeah. he's, he's dead. Um I think the other notable moment is when they go. They've been looking for this one guy. I can't remember his name again. Um, he looks to be kind of a First Nation uh, uh, indigenous type of dude. But they go to his, his little shack, his little shanty. Yeah. And he threatens these two police officers. He's like, leave or I will blow your head off. Mm -hmm. um, very standoffish with these two people. Um, and then it kind of gets implied that, like, hey... All your friends. I guess he worked at the research station with these right. these guys who died in the ice. Uh, and then uh, Jodie Foster's character is like, "Well, hey, one of them's alive," and all this stuff. And and then he just kind of again he like cranks the shotgun at them and sends them on their way. Don't understand what the significance of that is. Don't understand. Uh, I, I don't, I'm I'm a little bit. This show's losing me just a little bit. Just because. <laughs> I just, I'm not. I'm gonna finish it. I'm too far invested to just stop cold turkey. But I, I don't feel riveted for the conclusion. I guess, and maybe that's because I'm coming in cold on True Detective. But here's, I don't know. See, when you suggest something like this, as I did, it'd be helpful to know whether we were gonna be like juiced on the show or not, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like you, you, like you suggest something like this, thinking, man, this could be really great, you know. And then you watch a few episodes, and it's fine. Um, I feel like if we were to stop, that wouldn't be right. But now we're just kind of like watching something that we're not super-duper amped on. So hopefully it kind of, I don't know. After the first episode, I was really hyped. I'm like, I like what this introduced. I'm interested to see where it goes. Two and three have been a little slow. Um, so hopefully it kind of starts to ramp up. There was that part, though, I found interesting where they brought in that guy's friend who was the vet and just to get his opinion on the bodies 
And he was saying yes. these guys weren't frozen to death. Like I've seen what that looks like. And it's a slow, kind of even like a peaceful process, right? You don't you just fall, freeze fall to asleep. death like yeah. this. It's not an instantaneous thing. And he's like, these yeah. guys were killed or they died and then they were frozen. And that makes the whole thing a little bit more weird. You know, that, that officer, whoever, Jodie Foster, she didn't really, I don't know, believe it maybe because I think that's harder to explain what happened. Um, right. But then she said something about, or that that guy said, I've seen caribous die of fright. And he's like, this looks similar. You know, I've, I've seen animals that have just straight up died from fright and fear. And I can't know for sure, but what I'm seeing here is consistent with straight up dying just from fright. And just so being scared. Yeah. Which is pretty wild. <laughs> pretty wild, man. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I'm here for. I'm gonna finish it out. You know, episode four comes out tonight, so when that drops, I'll probably take a look at it. Um, and I'm not. You know, hey, we kind of came into this cold, right? Not knowing if it was good, um, or at least not. Uh, you know, none of us. You know, neither of us knew. Um, but I'm. I'm. I'm invested. I'm gonna. I'm gonna buck. I'm gonna strap in for the rest of it and see. And if it doesn't end up being great, that's fine. Um, what if we watched it closer to re- like watch it on Friday night or something? Instead of Sunday, because by the time yeah, the that, next one, that way it's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that way it's fresh. Um, yeah, uh, I, it, there's so many just like minute things in this show that if you watch it and then try to talk about it a week later, you're gonna be like, <laughs> uh, some lady, some guy. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of mention. We've said it over and over again, but there's a lot of mention of people who are not on screen at the time of their mentioning right. and yet and you don't know really who's who and I don't have a notepad handy when I'm watching this show but we'll see we'll give it time we'll give it time maybe on the next show we'll do a, we'll set a timer 5 minutes and instead of this being a what the show revolves around or half the show we'll have a 5 minute fucking heater conversation and then uh you know <laughs> on to the next out, <laughs> on to the next all right time's up speaking uh, of speaking of other things <laughs> coming out that may or may not be good uh maybe that's a good teeing up for this one big big game release this week for a game that i'm gonna admit wasn't very huge on my radar uh but the games that kind of preceded it absolutely are are bangers so I don't know if we're about to have a uh, like a surprisingly disappointing conversation or a maybe not surprisingly disappointing conversation about this game, but Suska. Wow, <laughs> I gotta get better at not fucking up the first syllable of the thing that I'm about to introduce. Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Dropped this week, and I gotta know, Cody, were you psyched for this game or did you give a shit at all? I. Kind of ashamed to admit, this was not on my radar. I didn't even know it was coming. And maybe I was living under oh, a rock. Wow. Dude, I have not. I had no idea. I, I saw a video one day that was maybe two two or three weeks ago. I saw like a preview oh. video from IGN. Um, and then, you know, like a gameplay. And then from the developer. I don't know what I, you know. I, I now know a lot about it. I've done a lot of research. But I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was coming. I no, I don't know, and then you know since to learn since learned it's from Rocksteady, who of course brought right. us the Arkham series, who you know we had a good time with 
phenomenal games. Ah, yeah. Love um, Arkham. Yeah. And this is, I guess, set in that same Arkham world, basically. Yes. Supposed to be. Yeah. And um, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. I have some. I just, I, I, was it, were you excited for it? I mean, have you known about it for a while? So I have. I remember when, I can't remember if it was E3 or, a, you know, like a state of play or whatever it was, but probably 2020 or 21, maybe when the when the first, just a teaser for this game right. dropped. It wasn't a gameplay trailer. It was literally just they were teeing up the idea with this kind of pre-rendered, uh, you know, couple minute long trailer um no no not at all uh i i i and maybe this is this is indicative of a of a deeper issue with me i am slowly but surely getting really really bored with anything having to do with traditional superheroes sure um I like the uh, the boys and the invincibles of the world that are kind of usurping that and turning right. that genre into a schlocky like gore and violence fest, um, and actually taking a real like introspective look. Like, actually, if we had a Superman, he would be a maniac. That's <laughs> right. all, but certifiably true. You know, right? Um, so those those things aside, like. Uh, I could not be more bored with anything that Marvel has done since, really since probably the Spider-Man that has all the, you know, uh, Andrew Garfield and, and Toby McGuire yeah. in it. Um, that was a banger, but everything around that has been just completely boring to me. Um, the DCEU or whatever, you know, I know they're in the middle of a shift now, but anything having to do with like... Uh, the the DC movies that have come up come out till now uh, have not not been good. I will say I did enjoy the Suicide Squad with John Cena and company yeah. the most, but even then I watched that once and was kind of like, nah, neat. And I never watched it again. <laughs> right. We wa- we we did we did watch Peacemaker together. Ah, I did enjoy that. I love um, Peacemaker, bro. <laughs> Peacemaker's Peacemaker Peacemaker's not bad. Um so I'm trying to tie the bow on all this. I the Suicide Squad as a concept to me not interesting. We have yeah. gotten to this point where we I don't know when I say we the 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 IP the license holders to all these things like uh, Loki and the Joker and and Harley Quinn and, and all these kind of like baddies and villains they believe we find them more interesting by themselves than when they are held up in comparison to the hero or sure. the, the individual that they're supposed to be fighting. I never saw Joker. I never saw Joker, the one with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, it was good. I still don't want to see it. I'm not interested in seeing it. And the whole reason behind that is, and maybe it's maybe this is a dumb reason, if Batman's not there, then I don't give a shit about the Joker. The Joker's a cool character. He's way, way cooler when Batman's there. Yeah. Uh, so I really, really don't give a shit about Harley Quinn and Boomerang Guy and whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know each of the characters. Stuff. Like I don't. I don't. I know. I know there's a shark and Harley Quinn. The shark and... <laughs> guy. Yeah. I don't fucking care. 
And I know, like, obviously, like, the game, Superman and Batman are there. Right. I don't, I'm just not, I don't know. There's something about Suicide Squad to me that is just like, this is for Hot Topic kids. This is for kids who unironically shop at Hot Topic for right. everything that they wear. This is, it's, it's, I just, between how it's presented and the attitude behind it, I just, I feel like we're just kicking this thing to death. Yeah. Um, Do you know, like, I, the, the premise behind this game? Like, what it, like, the story and, like, everything like that? Uh, I, I think I think the inside flap is literally that I think the heroes like the Justice League so Superman I know I've seen Superman uh, the Flash Green Lantern mm-hmm. uh, some pretty spooky looking images of of Batman and yeah. this um, have broken bad or their brains been taken over or whatever they're right. so they've been brainwashed the is what it is they've been this, brainwashed this okay, alien. Right. Um, Damn, what's he called? Some alien comes in, he brainwashes them. So the whole premise is okay. somebody breaks a Justice League out of prison and they're saying, you know, or excuse me, Suicide Squad out of prison. It says the Justice League has been brainwashed. They need to be killed. So the whole premise is that. You're now Suicide Squad. You have to kill them. I, so a couple oh. things. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm kind of with you oh. on not being super interested in the Suicide Squad. Maybe that's why I haven't been super aware of this game you know maybe i have seen it in the past and it just you know i kind of go into screensaver mode it just kind of glazes right over me um but i've been i I have been interested in why this game is failing and i watched a video by gamer ranks which is a great youtube channel by the way um and it was basically just what the hell happened with this game you know and Sure. It's just not the game anybody wanted. Like, if the Arkham games were a single-player, story-driven game, this is not that. I re- Do you know what a yeah. live-service game is? I'm assuming you do. Like, what would you say uh, that is? I think the crux of it is that you are logged in to the Internet the entire time. Um, there are things about the world and throughout the world that are affected by other players that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to run into another player or have... Right a player-to-player encounter, but there are things in the world and the systems of a game that are affected by other players that you can see in your playthrough. That, um, it's stuff where they'll add seasons or they'll add content or, you know, it's not just like, you know, like the Batman games was like, here's the game, you know, and that was yeah, pretty much it. Like, yeah. this is, you know, there'll be season one, season two, season three, microtransactions. It's meant to kind of drag out this experience for the user and keep them coming back. So a lot so of people the, like, like, like a, like a destiny type of thing where it's like, Hey, we're going to sell a new chapter of this exactly book, another 10 to 20 hours that you can, you can add to your already complete yes. time in the game. So it's not, you know, it, it, it's kind of seen as almost like a money grab, but the game sucks, but it's in this format. It's almost seen as like, yeah. okay, you pay for the upfront and then you're going to continue to pay for stuff, you know, whatever. Um, and so I just right. don't think it was in a format that anybody really wanted. Um, and the story, man, I, so this video I watched was full spoiler. I never planned on playing this game. Um, right. And maybe if you don't care, I'm going to have like a two minute just spoiler conversation here. And I'll, yeah. if you're listening we'll and you don't, if you don't want to 
half spoil like fast forward two minutes or I'll, if I'll you're one, a, if you're one of the nine guys on the planet right now who's like please don't ruin this game for me yeah then you it, can skip forward but i i watched this yeah. video and he was up front about look i'm gonna spoil it you know whatever i didn't give a shit so why a lot of people right. are mad is this is set in that arkham world with the, the games that we played with batman well right. your objective is to kill the suicide or kill the Justice League, which is kind the of Justice already, League, right? yeah, it's yeah. kind of already weird, right? Like these are all of our heroes, and you're going to make a game where like you need to go kill them. And one <laughs> reason why a lot of people are mad is the way that they killed Batman, which he gets killed, was just straight oh. up like a bullet to the brain by Harley Quinn. Like he is sitting on a park bench in cold blood, and they just shoot him in the fucking head, and. They're like, this is the same, it's supposed to be the same Batman, the same character that you played as through all these Arkham games, just gets fucking domed, and he's dead now. I don't care about anything that has to do with superheroes coming out right now in 2024. This is, this is so fucking stupid, man. What you just said makes me so mad and it almost makes me want to go back and unenjoy the arkham games <laughs> right a little bit. yeah and so he gets disrespected and then whoever voiced him kevin conroy is that his name kevin conroy who he passed away last year yeah this is one of his last it's, it's a last. legacy performance <laughs> it's a legacy performance as batman that's, I hate that. That's why a lot I of people that. are mad is because he his last performance as batman is him evil. It's evil Batman doing fucked up things and then he gets shot in the face and that's the end of him. This character you've played with through three games, it's the same guy in the same world and he gets fucking killed. And that's why a lot of people are mad for one reason and then the other reason, you get all apparently all the way to the very end of this game and whoever this alien that's brainwashed everybody, you kill all the Justice League, you get to him. And instead of it being a boss battle, like what you're is expecting... It, is it Brainiac? Is it, is it yes. Brainiac? Is that yes. The, okay, all right. Yeah. It's Brainiac. Instead of... Okay. It's ramping up and you think you're about to have this like ending boss battle or whatever. And you don't fight them. It introduces... That's where the live service is introduced. It says, oh, this is actually just one of 13 Brainiacs. So this is part of like a cutscene. It's explaining to the Suicide Squad... They're finding out, so if we kill this Brainiac, it actually doesn't do anything because there's 12 more of him. And that's how it introduces the fact that there's going to be, evidently, six seasons of this game with two Brainiacs in each season. And the grind of each season is just getting to where you kill another Brainiac. And this guy in this video, the Game Ranks one, was like, I was speechless. Like, this whole game has felt like a giant ad or a tutorial just so they could say, hey, here's the life service part. Like, I, I was kind of speechless watching him explain what the ending of this game was. And he's like, the fact that the developers think we're going to sit here and grind to kill Brainiac 13 fucking times is ridiculous, dude. Ridiculous. I didn't even know this game was coming, and it kind of pissed me off watching that game. You don't disrespect Batman, bro. <laughs> no, and and especially like it would be one thing if it was just it's comic books, right? Like it's completely realistic that you could have a shitty iteration 
right. of a Spider-Man or a Batman, you know, in this case. Like, don't voice it by Kevin Conroy, because he is definitively any animated Batman we've ever had. He is the best kind, right? Right. He's not the only good one, but he's definitely, if you hear his voice, it's almost like a, a stalwart of the quality, right? Like, that's just, that is a, a certified patch on that iteration of Batman. Uh, so they fucked up right away. They should have hired, they could hire, <laughs> right. hire me to do it. Hire a no-name nobody. <laughs> Mistake number one. Yeah. But that it's too easy, like, if you're going to do some off-the-wall dumb shit like that, to not make it the canon. Like, not right. the canon, right? right. Not, don't make it the thing that happens to this Batman that I spent three games that I enjoyed at the time uh you know, playing right. That I don't. I don't care about anything related to superheroes anymore. And like this is just this is so <laughs> much of a just pounding the nail yeah. crooked into the coffin. Yeah, this is so fucking dumb. And it just speaks to like the level, especially DC. Like Marvel has had some clunkers lately, but. You can tell they very much like are in a very Disney way, very protective of their IP, and right. they're like, we don't want to go too off the rails, and we don't want to paint ourselves into such a stupid corner with these guys. Right. Maybe we just, hopefully, they just start making less. That would be a <laughs> yeah. solution. Just make less shit. Less is more. Uh, less is more. For but for DC, how do you recover from that? How do you ever make another Batman game and not have this bitter taste in my mouth from the jump because someone from the DC board of directors, the, the owning stake of DC comics said, yeah, shoot Batman in the fucking face. I don't, and I don't know exactly the end of it, how all this plays into each other, but I saw where a lot of people, like a lot of places, people were saying that Warner bros was the one that was leaning on Rocksteady to make this game. Now Rocksteady's not, not uh, guilt-free because they still made the game, but a lot of people are saying this is probably not the game they wanted to make, but they're getting pressure from Warner Bros. I don't know how that plays into it or has to do with anything, but I've seen that in more than one place. This game took nine years to make. Nine years to make. They made those three Arkham games in like six years. And so in this video I watched, which I'll put the, the, the link in the description, it's like 15 minutes. Really fascinating. Great, great watch. And he was saying, how do you make three of the almost greatest games ever made in six years? And it takes you nine years to make this piece of shit. And he's like, the only thing I can think of is they had to start over three, four, five times. It didn't take nine years. It just, that's how long it's been in development. But they had to start over time and time, you know, scrap the whole thing, restart. He's like, that's the only way I can make sense of how this took nine years to make. And so it's the whole game is really offensive and not, you know, what it's not that fucking serious. But in the inside this conversation, like doing that to Batman and then getting to the end and not really having a boss fight, just saying, oh, here's, you know, here's the live service portion of this game. Like the whole thing is really insulting, (laughs) honestly. It is. And I, I just I feel like in a world where this is like this is a prime reason why like people will probably laugh at me but i would literally rather run red dead 2 back <laughs> yeah that then uh 
and I used to be really anti-review, but when you hear stuff like this about a game and it's just like, hey, uh, thanks for uh, saving me $70. Yeah. And a bad time to boot. Like, I I just... Well, apparently you can get the nothing. game early access for $100, like a day early, and that first day it Imagine. didn't work. <laughs> if you paid $100, yeah. it, it didn't work. And then you got $20 in-game currency as a sorry oh great yeah <laughs> i can buy another slutty outfit for uh for harley quinn that's tremendous i kind of cut you off oh sorry God. but i just thought that was like if you pay a premium to pay the to play the game early and the and that doesn't work and then you're i see the time here we got 60 seconds um right. and your 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 thing to make it better to me is 20 dollars of fake money like, uh-uh. <laughs> That's, I don't know. Ain't no fucking Pretty. way, man. No. Ain't no fucking way. Um, let's get that nasty uh, Suicide Squatty <laughs> taste out of our mouth. Let's, <laughs> let's do a couple of write-ins. Uh, we got an audio write-in from our good friend Padre Boplo from Down Under. Let's see what Padre's got going. Howdy, gentlemen. Firstly, just want to say cheers to answering the last question. Really appreciate that, boys. And uh, sorry for doubting your metal knowledge, Cody. That was a bit that was a bit harsh of me. So to that, I, I sincerely apologize, mate. Now, I have just gone back to work after a month off. And as you may or may not know, here in Australia, best time of year, it's summer. And while I don't live in the center of Australia, I live on the coast it still gets pretty fucking hot. And I have had the rudest shock of getting back into work in this hot, sticky shed of a steel mill that I call my workplace. And my question to you guys is this. What is the story that you guys have of the most uncomfortable you've ever been at work? Like... To me, the one that sticks out is I was camping one weekend with a bunch of mates for my friend's birthday, and I had night shift the Sunday night. So it was meant to be a Friday night, Saturday, Sunday camping trip. And Saturday, I made a foolish decision to consume nothing but alcohol and spend all day floating around in a creek. And the Sunday, I was extremely hungover and also sunburnt. And then I had to do a 12-hour night shift with sunburn and hangover, and it fucking sucked. So, yeah, tell us, tell us, lads, what, what is your most uncomfortable, the time you're most uncomfortable at work? All right, much love, you know, from Australia, yours truly, Padre, and, uh, yeah. Keep it keep it in your pants, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. We'll do, Padre. We'll, we'll do. We'll, we'll keep it locked away. Chastity <laughs> is, is next to godliness. Uh I've got a pretty good story. Do you have anything on tap? Uh yeah, I got an answer. I don't know if it's a great story or not, so go ahead. Yeah, go for it, man. It's, it's all okay, good. I'll tell you real quick. I would I gotta say, hungover and sunburnt sounds like one of the 
nastiest combos. Like a, oh my god, dude! Those either one of those alone are pretty terrible. Um, yeah, that sounds fucking terrible. Um, most uncomfortable. I don't know if it was one instance. Uh, a while ago, my job was to clean pools. And so I relate to you, Padre, here. In the summer, it gets really fucking hot. It's absolutely miserable. And, you know, cleaning the pools is just like all... It, it sucks. It's hot. And you're having to, like, dig, yeah. like... Not to get too technical, but you got to, like, clean out the skimmers and shit. And you'd go to these certain pools that were, you know, backed up to a green belt or something. And you'd find a snake or a rat or, like, something disgusting in the skimmer. Maybe a black mm -hmm. widow. Maybe you can't see what you're reaching down into. And it was my least favorite job I've ever had. Like, your hands and everything are all fucked up from the chemicals. They're all dried out. It's hot as balls. You're miserable and you're reaching and grabbing out like dead things out of skimmers and stuff. So um, it wasn't really like a specific moment. That was just the day to day <laughs> for a year or so while I did that job. And that the most uncomfortable was all day, every day. I absolutely hated it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like shit. I, I don't even like reaching into the sink when there's too many dishes in there. So reaching into whatever like skimmer that's got God knows what a human hand, I don't know, a yeah. dead animal, a live animal. I would say out, I, I was grateful for the job. It came at a time in my life. I, I don't want to mix up like how I felt about doing the daily activities with how I felt about having that job. I was grateful, um, you know, when I got it because I was kind of in a tight position. But just the day to day, just the day to day sucked. And I I'm anti spider snake i'm pretty much anti-outside in general like it, it went against everything that i'm built to do and oh yeah yeah man reaching down to absolutely. that stuff was absolutely terrifying <laughs> hail hail no um i think for mine mine involved uh I, i've gone to work hungover a couple of times um not not a good feeling whether you're gonna sit at a desk anywhere you have to go to work hungover it's obviously like working in the heat or working period, you know, right. up on your feet sucks. But if you get hungover and have to go like sit in a meeting <laughs> and be lucid and awake, uh, that that is equally just an unpleasant challenge. Um, I've done that probably more times than I ought to. <laughs> um, my least, my, my probably the most uncomfortable and just pissed that I was there I've ever been at work. So back in, it was almost 10 years ago now, I was, uh, I had staff duty, which is a 24 hour duty um, where you go and you sit at a desk and you walk around and make checks. Um, something we do in the army that kind of antiquated now that we've invented, you know, the CCTV camera, whatever, but <laughs> we still do that to have a leader presence or whatever. Um, it's dumb in my opinion. But anyway, I had duty on a Saturday which sucks because it kills your whole weekend, right? Can't stay up too late on Friday night. Uh, you, you're working Saturday night. You're on duty from 9 a.m. Saturday morning to 9 a.m. Sunday. And then Sunday, you just sleep all day. So literally, it kills the whole weekend. Sure. Um, just a giant st stake in the heart of any fun <laughs> that you might have. Um, so anyway, hanging out Friday night. Um, I was thinking, you know, playing some video games, whatever. Had a couple drinks, nothing crazy. I go to bed and I wake up at probably 11:30 at night, and I have 
crippling stomach pain. Oh, I mean, just, and it, of course, you know, much, the worst thing possible, it, it turns into a full-blown, like, violent nausea. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm up, I'm up throwing up all night. Uh, wake up early. I, I say I wake up. I'm up for Saturday morning hours before my shift because I just haven't slept. Feeling miserable. I'm feverish. I'm shaking. And I'm reaching out to all the dudes in my uh, my platoon that I was in, all the other non-commissioned officers. And I was like, dudes, I need a Hail Mary favor right now. I need it. And not a one of them, not a one Man. of them would come to my rescue. They were like, sorry, I'm out of town. I'm doing this. I can't. I can't. I can't. I was like, I should have known. It's Saturday duty. No right. one wants to do Saturday. I, I was like $80, right. $100. Please, God, save me. Couldn't, couldn't, get a, couldn't get a rescue. So I literally shaking, drive to my shift. I get there. And I have to pull 24-hour duties oh, or 24-hour duty. Oh, my God. About as sick as I've ever been in my goddamn life, man. I, it was the one, last time I truly remember being so sick that, like, you ever get an upset stomach and you're like, I need to throw up, but you have <laughs> enough time to get up and go to the toilet yeah. and throw up? It's the one time in my life I've ever, like, almost not made it because I was just violently God. throwing up. It was just, I couldn't keep anything in me. I had, I was like negative calories by the end of the day because I could, I had no appetite. <laughs> yeah. And I did nothing but expel all day. So I literally un, un <laughs> in, ingested calories. Like, went backwards that day. Probably, probably sitting at like negative 2000 that day. So I don't know what that did to my macros at the time. But, uh, that sounds yeah, quite terrible. I, I, but one, <laughs> Good thing I do remember is that the kid I was pulling duty with, because you have a runner that sits there with you, he brought the movie Fury with Brad Pitt, and we watched that on a laptop. And that was like the only redeeming thing about that that shift was I got to see one of my favorite World War II movies Hell the yeah. first time. I love Fury. But other than that, that shit fucking sucked, and I was truly miserable and truly pissed <laughs> at all my comrades for making me sit that shift. Sicker than I've ever been. So, so guarantee you remember yeah, that. Next time somebody asks for something, you're like, oh, don't, <laughs> don't ask me for shit. Don't look over don't here. Don't ask me for nothing. Yeah. So oh. uh, that's a great question, Padre. Uh, definitely, everyone has had that that miserable ass day on the job. Uh, we got one more question from Cool Boy. Cool Boy. Fucking talk today. Cool Boy Thirty Ten. Cool Boy Thirty Ten. Thank you for writing in again. What would be your dream guest on the show, Cody? That's a great question. This is going to be pretty fanboy fan of me. I have to yeah. say James James Hetfield, man. I was going to say James <laughs> Hetfield, man. I'm not even kidding. Really? All right. Yeah. I was going to say. I think he'd be see if the camera a good time. Can... Oh, there we go. My cup that I got a Metallica a, cup. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be yeah. him, man. I, I, he kind of sits atop the man. If I could talk to anybody, probably be him. Pantheon. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. James Hetfield would be a good one for sure. I think. I'm trying to think. Of, I think I had an alternate. I'm trying to remember. Hideo. 
He doesn't even speak English, though. There'd have to be an inter an interstitial there, as you like to say, uh, a, a terp. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think of someone. It's always like there's ben tons Weinman. of musicians. Uh, you know, yeah, maybe Ben from Dillinger Escape Plan. Uh, Andy Williams from Every Time I Die would be... I feel like he is, like, someone who would be okay with getting a hug, even though you don't know him. <laughs> yeah. He'd be just... He'd be he'd be keen for a hug. Dude, so, yeah, this Andy might Williams be... From Every this Time might I Die. sound outlandish. I feel like getting him wouldn't be impossible. I, I think you're right. I think we could probably... <laughs> That's in the realm of possibility. You got some reach, I, I bro. Definitely. I feel like that is not not impossible. <laughs> it's it, hey, that's that's a good that's a good goal for 2024. If we can get yeah. him, maybe if he's on the road with AEW or something. Oh, we can like, hey, dude, That'd Oklahoma City, we're right here, bud. We'll come to you. That'd be that would sick. be dope. Hey, oh, speaking of, yeah. I got my, my shirt. Ah, on. I didn't even see it, it was behind yeah. your mic. There you go. Oh yeah, I perceived that. Uh, hey, that's going to do it for this week. Hold uh, on. I just want to thank you guys for stick. Whoa. Real quick. This doesn't have to be long drawn out. Have you seen the Death Stranding 2 trailer? I have. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. The guitar I guy? about that, man. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Okay. You st- okay. You still have not played a Metal Gear Solid game start to finish. We're fixing. This is the year where we fix that. Don't get it twisted. Which one? Um, all of them. Okay. <laughs> okay. You can crush. You can. You can crush a Metal Gear Solid game in the time it would take you to watch half a season of television. One hundred percent. I want to play one of the earlier, like I don't know, like the OG we could, ones. We could, we could do it. We could do it this weekend, probably. Okay. It takes. I I could get you through Metal Gear Solid One in about four or five hours, probably. Okay. We could do it. Okay. I'm telling you, and you'll be hooked after that. Uh. <laughs> Death Stranding 2, Death Stranding 1, bonkers-ass game. I know you didn't play it. It's a crazy game. Death Stranding 2, quadruple down on the crazy shit. There's a puppet. There is a lady with a hand scarf yeah, that like covers yeah, her Yeah, it's like mouth. this. <laughs> uh, there is... Uh, the puppet is voiced by the guy who plays Jesus in that chosen show that is about Jesus. That's crazy. Uh... Uh, the guy who directed why well, brain fart Mad Max Fury Road plays a character wow. George Miller plays a character in this um yeah there is do the Troy guitar Baker guy who play, was so crazy there's Troy 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 Baker who plays uh Joel in the last of us yep. the game not the yep. show uh plays crazy guitar joker guy uh, who's a character from the first game but is very much like makes sense in that world he doesn't make sense anymore 100% looks bizarre he looks like an anime cosplayer who took some cocaine I was like I'm going all out baby uh I want to play this game so bad. Dude. I really want to play this game. I, one so of the bad. comments that cracked me up, you know, I watched that trailer, and one of them was like, the fact that he made Death Stranding 1 and thought, this isn't crazy enough. You know, I remember when the first trailer came out, like all exactly. the babies and all that. Like, it was so wild. A lot and of babies. People were just like, that was the weirdest thing at the time that like anybody had ever seen, seen it felt like. And this guy was like, the fact that he was just like, nope, not weird enough. 
<laughs> Crank he it said, up. "Hold my hold, <laughs> hold my sake." I'm I'm taking this to the max, dude. It looks completely bonkers. Uh, I love the bonkersness of of it. Um, I hope they add a little bit more stuff to do. It is a lot of walk. The game proper is a lot of walking in, yeah. in Death Stranding One. It's very vibey. It's not necessarily that that's boring, but over the course of a pretty long game, there's a lot less. It just doesn't feel like there's as much to do other than drag your stuff around. And so I do hope they add, and they actively discourage combat in that game Mm -hmm. uh, to the point where killing people has this kind of like very big repercussion in the world. So hopefully maybe they dial that back a little bit (laughs) and you can just fight people if you want to fight. Um, We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. It's going to be 2025 finna be a crazy (laughs) crazy that's gta too right yeah that is gta 6 is coming out we get we get the metal we get the snake eater remake we get this uh there's gonna be it's gonna be some wild games and that's a whole year away (laughs) like it's just now february 2024 Uh, 2025 is still a ways away and i don't even think they built out the deck they haven't even built out the whole bench of what we're gonna get next year yeah i do think 2025 is gonna be a wild year for games to be sure hell yeah I'm excited. I wonder if I need to play the first one to play that. I guess I need a PlayStation to begin, for starters. Yeah. Yeah, it is, unfortunately, a PlayStation exclusive, which doesn't really... That just... I don't know. Unless you're making, like, a Spider-Man, which... I don't know. Console exclusive to me is such a dumb concept, but that's a whole other half-hour conversation. (laughs) Uh, Hey, I want to say thank you to everyone who wrote in. uh, Padre Boplo, Coolboy3010, thanks for writing in again. Hey, guys... Find us on Discord. Go to our Discord right now. There's a link in the description to whatever you're watching or listening on. Go down there. Go to the channel that says questions for podcasts. Leave us a note. Leave us a question. Write us. Tell us what's on your mind. Maybe a love letter. We're we're actually kind of running out of these, and and, and I know I've been kind of on the road, so I haven't really had time to kind of promote this kind of stuff, but I'm back. I'm going to start beating you guys up. You don't you don't ask us questions. We're going to fill this portion of the podcast with something that is instructional and not interesting. So we will we will absolutely No, I'm kidding. We won't do that. We'll keep it interesting, but we want your help, we want your involvement. We enjoy that. That's a lot of fun for us. Um and yeah. That's really all I had to say. You tied that I up nicely. You. That was yeah. We, Thanks. we love I'm glad you're home, man. I'm really glad you're home. Oh god. Me too. I can't. I haven't played my guitars in over a month. I'm thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off of here, play a little guitar, Hell and yeah. go hang out with my kids and stuff. Man, do do some things that give me joy. You know <laughs> what I mean? Well, till next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yes. Oh, thanks for oh, listening. It's the Brock Purdy oh. episode. He thought I was gonna wasn't gonna sneak that in. Brock Purdy. Who? What, who is that? It's one of your uh, Super Bowl qu- uh, quarterbacks. It's gonna be playing. Oh, snap. Yeah. Number the, one three, baby. The 49ers quarterback. Man, I almost forgot to slip that in. Damn. Yeah, yeah. You caught it right there at the end. Red versus red this year. Maybe we'll talk We'll talk Super Bowl next next week. Baja. Oh, should we tease ahead? Blessings upon you. To our next week. Hey, yeah. Next week, Cody's going to be here, I think, right? See. Cody's coming to me. Um, we got a really fun interview with uh, a musician that we're both really fond of. Um, I don't know. I think we're going to do some stuff around that too. We got to, we got to, we got to. 
brainstorm this week and maybe fill it out. Maybe we'll make milk a video the time where we're actually together. <laughs> Grab those teats. Grab those teats, baby. That's going in the intro. <laughs> Baja blessings upon you all. Thank Stay you for Baja blessed. In. My name's Josh. My name's Cody. See Bye. you next time. See you on the flippy. Bye. See you.